to you live from DNHQ in beautiful South Pasadena, California. This is the Blue Heaven Podcast. And it's an off day. It's an off day, so we couldn't have lost today, guys. What is going on, Dodgers Nation? My name is Clint. You can find me as RealFRG on Twitter and Instagram. It is an off day. We didn't lose today. Didn't win. Look at oh, us go. Didn't win. We didn't, didn't win either. We did not win either. I guess it's a win that we didn't lose. I don't know. Count your blessings, guys. My name is Brooke. You can find me at BrookeMe3 on Twitter and Instagram on today's show. A lot of good stuff happening today. Uh, I mean, I don't know. It. Good enough. We have Gail on the show. Uh, Gail is our uh, our uh, our resident uh, positivity <laughs> master guru. Uh, I don't know what else you want to call her. She makes us feel good inside and uh, makes us feel good during losing streaks, which is what we are mired in currently. The Dodgers suck and they are terrible, and I am sad boy. Yeah, we'll throw to Gail real soon. Uh, but also, you know, we know what we're good at. So at some point, we're going to be negative. So there's going to be being negative with Clinton Brook. Uh, I don't know. We'll figure it out. Today, we're going to have a little fun, do things different. Uh, we're also introducing a new segment that's going to be happening each week. It's Throwback Thursdays with our friends over at Vintage Brand. Stay tuned because you could win a giveaway. So before we get into it all, before we welcome Gail, um, we've got to remind you this is a podcast. So, uh, you know, follow it. Right now, please, it would mean a lot. Subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, Player FM, Pandora, everywhere your podcasts are available for free. We probably live there. Uh, subscribe to us on YouTube, youtube.com slash DodgersNationTV. That's the best way. Hit that notification bell. Best way to, to get us and Doug and even Eric in, in your streams and in your TVs and in your hearts every single day of your life. Until you're dead. And we're the last person that you heard. Speaking of dead, the Dodgers aren't dead yet, and we're going to go to our positive correspondent now. We're going to change it up a little bit. We're going to Gail. Look at that. There's a Gail on the screen. <laughs> Everybody. Welcome. Hi, guys. It's been a little while, Gail, since we, well, I mean, we saw you just earlier. We've been talking now for about a half an hour, <laughs> hoof an hour. I don't know how you say it up there in Canada, but welcome. Uh, <laughs> welcome to Blue <laughs> Haven. We say half, believe it or not. Oh. Oh, they and, speak English, and too. We have cr- and we have Christmas. What? What's your take on Just Flag like you Day? That's what I want to know. On What's what your, day? On Flag Day. We don't have Flag Day. Mm. So you don't. You, is that a, uh, I want to know is that if uh, I want to know if can, uh, Canadians get turned up on Flag Day the same way Americans get turned up on Cinco de Mayo. Just, I don't even know when Flag Day is. <laughs> it's, uh, one of them, Patriot. Yeah. I know. I know what Cinco de Mayo is. Well, I yeah, I mean, you, go to Mayo yeah, house, you're a drinker. So. Of course, you know when it is. <laughs> well, I, I I used to be a. A heavier Cinco de Mayo celebrator. celebrator. <laughs> but things <laughs> change. Things change just like uh, things have changed a lot for all of our happiness with our Los Angeles Dodgers. So, Gail, yes. as our resident positive <laughs> positivity uh, correspondent. A positive correspondent. Give us something <laughs> to be happy about as Dodger fans right now. Give us something. Give us some good words. Good words. It's funny that you say it's been a while since I've been on because the last time was um, during the, was it the NLDS or the NLCS when things were not going so well? I don't know. Time has no meaning. I don't know when we are right now. (laughs) It was the playoffs last year. Yeah, so that would have been the NLCS, I think, because that's the only time we struggled in the playoffs last year. We, again. Communist sense. Communist sense. We. Yeah. Yeah. We. Um, And I, I, I think I remember the last thing that I said was that I was positive that things were going to go our way. Now, I still it. think they will. <laughs> I still think they will. Um, are you telling but me? I'm not going to lie and say that the Dodgers are playing particularly well right now. Are you that telling me that be... it's a hashtag it's early? It is early. Technically. It, Technically. It's a, com- it's, com- it's a completely different season than it was last year, too. Like, I don't think that we can really grasp because this has never happened before. We've never had a 162 game season that's followed a 60 game season plus playoffs in a bubble. So I don't think we can really grasp um, even how the players are going into it. Just mm-hmm. like there's, there's a lot more injuries across the league. It's not just the Dodgers. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, maybe they weren't prepared correctly. They didn't, they thought they were prepared health wise and they weren't um, even, but especially just the mindset. I mean, Last year, it was like, all right, we have 60 games, like, let's go. You heard the word sprint all the time, right? It was a sprint, not a not a marathon. So now they're back to running a marathon. The fans are expecting the same intensity that we had during the sprint last year. So, like, we can't get in the players' heads and really understand exactly what they're 
their mindset is. I mean, I know that they can say it's a new season. We won the World Series last year. That's great. But now it's a new season. But I think it would be hard to not have a little bit of that hangover of like, all right, well, we finally won. Like, let's chill out a little bit. <laughs> I, th- I don't know. It, just a theory. <laughs> I think there's just like this. I don't know. Are we being spoiled? Is it that kind of situation where you look at, obviously the Dodgers have been so good for so very long. Obviously we come off a 60 game season in which we just go on this dead sprint and absolutely dominate or, you know, and then you come into this and realistically you're looking at it. And I think the last time I checked, we're two games back of the best record in major league baseball. Correct me if I'm wrong on Mm -hmm. that, Clint. Uh, I think I saw Jeff Snyder in here. He'll definitely correct me on that if I'm wrong. So thank you, Jeff. Um, Jeff knows that stuff. Jeff knows that stuff for sure. One and and a half back from in the, in the NL West. And I think it's two. Yeah. Was it Milwaukee or something? But it feels like we're spiraling. Like it feels like we're out of control. It feels feels like like we're we're in a dumpster fire. You're not so used to regressing to the mean as radically as they did. I mean, sure. They started, the team started. And and when we're talking negative, we it's, they goes back to they, not we, we. yeah, I didn't do it. We started when we do well. Yeah. We started great. And then they started playing very poorly. (laughs) And you start the season 13 and two, I mean, I'm, I would I would imagine all of our expectations quickly shifted to. I mean, we saw the comments, we saw people, we saw the the uh, yeah. editorials. Oh, this team could win 140 games. This could be the greatest team that's ever happened. And then whew, everything just fell right Plash in the turlet. <laughs> the Plashkey ruined it. <laughs> <And> the, <laughs> uh, Jeff Snyder, host well, of know. the Locked On Dodgers podcast, by the way, confirms. Two games back of the Red Sox for best record in baseball. The Kike Hernandez Red Sox. Hey, hey, that's Red Alex Sox. Verdugo. Oh, my, Brewers, oh yeah, so my, my bad. Goodness. Sorry, it's the Alex yeah. Verdugo uh, Red Sox. My bad. Alex Verdugo and the Red Sox. Yeah, yeah it feels. I, I mean, I can agree with you on on what your sentiment was there, Gail. There's there's this um, uh, unprecedented uh, you know season happening. Yeah. You you're coming off a sixty game. It's this weird uh, roller coaster that's just hauling ass the whole way and now yes. you have this somewhat semi-normal offseason somewhat semi-normal spring training and then it's just oh get right back into it and and be ready to play 162 games guys well a lot of people's bodies aren't responding to it uh, a lot of teams aren't responding to it quite uh, all that great but on the other hand you would think oh they're professionals they should understand how to do this i'm being a <laughs> You know, typical good, fan. Yeah. And um, yeah. <laughs> at the same time, it's not like they didn't play 162 games every other season prior to 60 games. So, yeah, there's a lot. Uh, there's a lot to unpack there, I guess. And uh, they, they I don't have a good that, segue. Uh, I was talking to my father about it last week. He's a Dodgers fan or has been for a, a number of years. And uh, he's just of the mindset of like, you know, Baseball teams lose a third of their games, at least, and they win a, th- a third of their games. And mm-hmm. then it, 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 it's the old, like Tommy what... used to say, you know, it, it depends what you do with the rest of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that they're, it's kind of like the, the Clayton Kershaw effect that he was inhuman for so many years. So right. now he, and then he started giving up home runs now and then and actually giving up runs that people thought he was washed up, right? He's still one of the best pitchers in baseball and he probably will be until he hangs it up. Um, they're kind of the, they're, they're, they're kind of the victims of their own success. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like that we're always going to be expecting greatness from them. Mm-hmm. And right now they're, they're not playing like even like an average team right now, but this is not going to last all season. Um, right. I just think that there's so many X ex- there, there's, there's always been high expectations of the Dodgers because in, in all the time that I've been, you know, hardcore, they've won the division every year. One of these yeah. years, they're not going to win. <laughs> like, they, like they can't win. I know, but it's going to happen. You're supposed to be positive. I know, but I know. Well, no, but I'm being, re- I'm being realistic. No, know? no, no. Like, positive is just blind optimism. No, we're not here for realism, Gail. No, I'm messing around. They're the- <laughs> They're great. They're just great. Everything's great. Everything is perfect. We're still right there. <laughs> yeah, I don't there. swear. I don't swear at the TV at all when they play, especially the last three nights. Those were great games. Oh, man. <laughs> and and, and uh, they were um, terrible. And terrible secret uh, reveal here live on the stream. Gail's going to be live tweeting uh, the game tomorrow on our <laughs> Dodgers Nation Twitter uh, Twitter cast. So I mean, the robot is still going to be doing it, but Gail's going to be diving in there. Me. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> we're going to see. And I think you're going to be pounding uh, several 
beverages along the way. So we'll see how uh, devolved and deranged your, That's your Twitter game <laughs> goes on Friday night. The real me is going to come out and it's not going to be pretty. In a roaring stadium, their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. DJ Jesse over. We were joking. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just saying we were joking last night in the in the Dodgers Nation chat that uh, we should play a drinking game watching the Dodgers game, and things could get ugly really quickly. And if you take a shot every time. You know, Corey Seager bobbles uh, or <laughs> messes up a routine ground ball. Oof, Corey. <laughs> yeah, don't get us going. Or Dave does a questionable decision, which things, you'd already be well, drunk before happen. game time, looking at the lineups a lot of the time. I'm always drunk before game what time. Did, what did DJ Jesse got? DJ Jesse uh, made actually several good points. First of all, I just want to say, he says, I know it sucks, but rather have this slump at the beginning, which is, I mean, yes, it makes sense. <laughs> Obviously, you want to get off to a hot start, but it doesn't really hurt you as much as it would hurt you, let's say, September or even potentially October so good outlook there but he also said this is the farmer John curse and that's something that I've seen more and more pop up ever since that article popped up <laughs> yeah I mean technically it's farmer John's been gone since 2000 the end of 2019 technically mm-hmm. they ended the contract after that but obviously there was no season. Dodger dogs during yeah. the 2020 season so it wasn't there ever since that article <laughs> popped up it seems like things have been going massively wrong for the entire dodgers nation and so i want to blame farmer john for that that's an that's an interesting curse yeah Yeah, you know when things go down in history it's the curse of the goat uh you know the cubs (laughs) uh the the curse of the babe uh obviously a big one and the curse of farmer john that ruined the dodgers and they then this is this starts their downfall this is where the rebuilds i fully my friend uh let's say i fully subscribe to that i fully subscribe to that by the way it it, this is now known as the farmer john hot dog curse season all right go ahead gail t-shirt I was just going to talk about another funny curse. My friend David Young on Twitter last night said that the Dodgers are now zero and one in the uh, in the non Edwin Rios era. Or since, <laughs> since he's been on this, since he's been on the IL, and I said it was the curse, the curse of Edwin the Bambino Rios. It's Babe Rios right yeah, there. Curse uh, Babe Rios, yeah. Jeff brings up a good point. It might be just a delayed Mike Piazza curse, which I think Jeff. Uh, the a long there was a long curse for the Mike Piazza. Yeah. There's a lot that happened in between that. That, that <laughs> curse was Fox and and Frank McCourt. I'm just saying. That's a, that's how he showed up as soon as Piazza was. <laughs> that's it. So Gail, um, I want to get your take on this because I know I know I wouldn't say fighting, but Jeff and I have have had uh, Twitter interactions about the idea of firing up your team. You know, seeing the manager, whether it be putting on a show or actually defending his players against, mind you, god awful umpiring this season all around baseball. But how do you feel about something like that? Just seeing, again, whether it be a show, whether it be Dave going out there stomping his hat, kicking dirt, uh, watching the club, you know, watching the team on, on the rails, laughing and enjoying it. Do you think that does anything to a team that's this far lost? right now i don't i don't i don't think i don't know i don't think so mm-hmm. i i think dave is going to be dave and i uh i respect his managerial style a lot of people don't um i don't think he's ever going to come out on, in, a, in a presser and you know say you know that everybody sucks and like he, he's <laughs> never going to call out any of his players right. in front of the media as much as they ask him he's just not going to do it and like we don't know what goes on behind the scenes mm-hmm. as far as firing firing them up on the field i mean i don't know he i don't know <laughs> i don't know if i if i have a like, strong enough opinion about it yeah i mean um, granted it's not his style like, he, he he probably knows like that he knows obviously that fighting with an umpire is not going to it's not going to they're, they're not going to change their call if you argue mm-hmm. right. balls and strikes he gets kicked out um, but if you're if you're thinking that you know you just we just want to see a little bit more um, fire in them, I wouldn't mind that. I the I don't know if it's just because we don't see the dugout as much as we used to with less cameras on the field because of COVID and all that kind of thing. But it doesn't seem like there's a whole lot of energy going on on mm-hmm. the on the bench these days. But winning helps with that too. 
Yeah, absolutely. And uh, this this is something that I've gone back and forth on where I'm like, man, the dugout just looks kind of flat during big, big uh, yeah. innings during, you know, big situations yeah. and things like that. But then I also kind of flip back to that as well, where I'm like, you know what? These are professional athletes that get paid a ton of money to play a ball game. Uh-huh. I don't really think they need yeah. that, 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 uh, they don't need their their manager to pump them up to get them going. These dudes have been doing this for their entire career. They're professionals. They they don't need that. I'm sure it would be nice, but I think more than anything, like when we we saw Dave come out and you know verbally abuse Angel Hernandez, that was good for the fans. And I think that's honestly the only reason I would really want to see that out of them is because like I, from a fan standpoint, I just want to see that you guys are alive. You know, I we've been around Dave and the players, yeah. and we know that how he. I mean, you've seen how he interacts with the players on a daily basis. Yeah. Like, no matter where he's going, if he's on his way somewhere. If he's no not even paying attention to a particular player or anything like that, he's gonna stop by, say something to him, mm-hmm. kind of be like really high energy type it's, of person. It's Dave Tourette's because he just runs by like Mutz, hey Mutz. Yeah, hey, I mean, let's go Mutz. Anytime he walks past somebody, it's like <laughs> I gotta talk to them. I gotta say like Let's go. I gotta get him up. Like it, it, you don't see that on camera. That's not something that we get to see no. on a daily basis. But when you get to see it in person, right. you're like, Oh yeah, yeah. He's that. He's definitely that kind of guy. He's definitely that personality. He's definitely the team, uh, the player type of manager. And that's not something that we see. And I think it's highlighted by the fact that. That we're losing ball games like this um so right. i don't think it's as big yeah. of a deal in my eyes but also i don't mind seeing him attack umpires i would like to see him throw maybe a punch i don't know <laughs> well maybe you know it's the 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 season is young you just never know where, where things could go this year it's it's um, covid i think you have to throw elbows by elbows, the way yeah you yeah. can't you can't he's no not man. But I, I thought I might have seen part of a discussion part of the uh, of a discussion uh, clint that you and jeff were having the other day about Maybe it wasn't you, but somebody, Tommy Lasorda, firing up the troops and like you know yelling on the bench. I don't think we're gonna. I don't think we're really. I think we're past those days of managers. Oh yeah. With that kind of behavior, I don't think we're gonna see that type of. I think those days are gone. Yeah, I'll, I'll agree with diff- that. It's a different I mean, game. I think yeah, uh, you know, I'll agree with what what Brooke is saying too. It's more of a show for the fans, and I think the fans would it really enjoy to see that right now. Um, just just some sort of different spunk or spark or fire. Then you got to let your your fans know that hey, we're aware that we're playing like like shit right now, and we're trying. So I'm going to go yell at this guy who everybody's going to perceive as having just screwed us over in a major moment. But at the other, if, you're, if we're talking about, you know, getting screwed over in a major moment, you, you could yell at the players who leave the bases loaded with nobody out and, and whatever, you know, you could yell at your yeah. own team inter- internally where we finally learned, you know, last night Muncie uh, came out and revealed that <laughs> breaking <laughs> there's frustrations in the clubhouse. Uh, I know everybody, just take that in for a second. Who would have thunk it? So that <laughs> takes me to another little point. Uh, as I, I toot my own whistle here when I was on with uh, Cooper this week on the big swing, I was basically the new Ross Stripling. So basically I'm part 2018 NL All-Star. But oh, Great question. <laughs> well, wow, what a great question. But the idea of, of there, there was a, a marked shift in this Dodgers clubhouse, and you lost some guys that, that provided that, that kind of might help uh, you know, be slump busters or just keep the levity in the clubhouse when things are getting a little extreme. It's a very Kike. different clubhouse. You lost Kike. You lost yeah. Jock. Even a full season of Stripling now gone. And you brought in you know, Trevor Bauer. You're bringing in uh, you know, Zach McKinsey. You're bringing in Sheldon Noisy. There's a lot of different bodies now in that you're locker room. You're telling me Luke Rayleigh is not funny? Is that what you're telling me? Luke Rayleigh. Yes, officer. Country Luke Rayleigh. (laughs) But what do you guys uh, think on that? Is it something where they don't have the right guy? They don't have, you know... Kike to do his tight pants dance in the in the locker room or something like that, and they're just two in their own heads, and they're all pressing. You can you can't tell me they're not pressing. <sighs> Thoughts? I mean, in in my eyes, I just can't envision a world where. Um... A, a major league baseball team full of major league baseball players, the premier athletes of the sport uh, can't get excited, can't get motivated, can't get fired up because some guy's not wearing a banana suit. I, you know, in my mind, there's just no way that's possible. And so I, you know, all with all due respect to Kike, I love what he did from the team. I trash talked him a lot while he was here and that's all out of love. I'll never trash talk him outside of this team because it's FRG of, never did. Yeah. Not a, not, not a twice. It's none of my business anymore and so i'm not you know he won a world series with the team thank you we appreciate you all all those good things all the nice words jock you know 
He's Jock. We had one of the biggest hits of the season. Absolutely. Yeah. Did a lot of good things. So great for him. But also <laughs> now that he's gone, I'm like, there's no reason that we should look at that and be like, hey, that's what we're missing. So when I see people on the Internet going, hey, we needed Jock and Kike for the clubhouse. No. I'm like, ah, dude, I, I don't know. I don't think you necessarily know what you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of no. dudes that have come and gone over the years that have you know, been big clubhouse guys. That didn't change anything. That didn't change the fact that they won right. a World Series in 2020. I mean, you looked at 2020. Like, the year before, Doogie was a big part of the team. Like, Doogie was a huge part of the process. Um, mm-hmm. He was one of those up-and-coming, fun guys, don't let the kids get hot mm-hmm. type of situations that kind of defined the previous season. And then 2020, he's gone. And that's just like just like that. But also, he's being replaced by Buki Betts. It's a little more... It's easier to, to stomach that. So yeah. not a big believer in, in specific guys in the clubhouse. I think if you're talking about having the right guys in the clubhouse, I would say right now you have the right guys in the clubhouse because you have Justin Turner, because you have Mookie Betts, because yeah. you have Clayton Kershaw. I mean, beyond that, you can make an argument for a bunch of different guys, but having those three in any clubhouse, it's going to be a clubhouse that you want to be a part of. It's going to be a winning clubhouse. And right now yeah. they are not that, but I don't think they're far from that. I think that um, we wouldn't even be having this conversation if they were still on a 13 and two pace or whatever, you know, like we weren't talking about this at the beginning of the first couple of weeks of the season. No. Right. So this is going to come out because they're losing and, and they're losing, you know, tight games and, and uh, making uncharacteristic defensive errors, like just things that we've never, haven't seen from them for a while. Right. So I think it's, 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 it's a topic because they're losing. Yeah, because absolutely. It's, it's, I mean, it's, I it's even the things I'm blaming on that. Even the things I'm saying here, I don't fully subscribe to, but it's more of just for you know the sake of the conversation and just looking at the little bits and pieces. Where again, every team we've all talked about it now. Uh, every team is going to go through these kind of these lulls. We're going to probably yeah. struggle to think and look back at this uh, this moment in the season when you know comes September. It's like, oh yeah. They played like dog shit for three, four weeks. Yeah, I mean, yeah. every every season that we've played over the past couple of years has had those moments. It was early in the 2020 season where mm-hmm. constant Padres games and things like that where we were like, man, this season, yeah. this season's just going to be a grind, isn't it? God, this is going to suck. And then they just yeah. ran away with it. And then you look at the... You look at how they entered the postseason in 2020, and you were like, there was no team that was going to beat them. There was absolutely no team no. that was going to beat them. We obviously ran into the Braves, and that that was a, a rude awakening. But mm-hmm. you know, every year's like that. 2017 had it. I think I think more often than not, we look back at 2018 and we were like, holy crap, we were really really shitty in 2018 for a minute. But there was a pretty yeah. bad streak in 2017, and that was maybe arguably arguably the best team I've ever seen. The mm-hmm. best Dodger team that I've ever seen was in 2017. But they go, so they went one and seven. Or something like that, and they, still won 104 games. They had a rough stretch where it was like, oh, we might need to sell the team. Like it was that bad. So it, it was, it was just the darkest, just the darkest days. I just remember it was yeah. just never stopped. And it wasn't like these games that they were going to extra innings or losing by one run or whichever. Right. They were just everything was bad. The pitching wasn't getting past the fourth or fifth inning, and then the bullpen sucked, and they weren't hitting. <laughs> so, but look what happened. You know, they should have won the world. They they got cheated out of a World Series that year, mm-hmm. but they, like you just said, they won 104 games anyway. So, a couple of comments here. I love I love the uh, the, the differences here in comments. We got uh, John on Facebook saying Dodgers may never or may not win another <laughs> game this season, which I love as a comment because it's funny. And then Carlos on YouTube saying uh, you're going to go through this. We're just not used to this, and I think that's that's the big thing right yeah. now. Is uh, yeah, that's a good point. We are yeah. Dodger fans haven't been used to this level of mediocrity. Uh, I, actually, mediocrity would keep us. We would still have the best level or the best. <laughs> We'd have the best record in baseball if the Dodgers were only mediocre. Uh, mediocre but no, they are. They're mediocre. 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 I'm tra- isn't that a version. Canadian way? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say that's how, that's how we say it up here. But uh, yeah, teams go through this. We've seen it. We've all lived it. Yeah. This team particularly was not supposed to do this, though. This is supposed to be the Super Dodgers. This is like Shaq and the Super Lakers with Kobe and Malone and all them, and they were just bad, and a whole bunch of things went wrong that season. Well, I don't think this season will be as bad as that particular Lakers season, but uh, Tina right here knocked it in. Dodgers just playing like trash right now. Everybody is doing something that's not normal, and they're all doing it together at the same time, which you don't see. You don't see that that often. Yeah. 
it's funny you say that this was supposed to be the super team and and they very well still could be um by the end of the year one of the reasons they mm-hmm. were supposed to be the super team was because they were they were world series champions last year and then we added trevor bauer yeah they added Trevor Bauer, or we did. I'm not we. sure. That's a we. Yeah, we can go we. <laughs> it's it's we. okay. And he he like forgetting all the all the off field stuff. He's been one of the the best things on the team this year. Oh yeah, think of where right. we would be and, without and, him. And there's and they're, and they're still losing, right? So yeah, right. It's just ironic that he like he's not the problem. Whichever one thought that he was going to be either help them help help the team get over the top and be the be the be a super team or he was gonna you know bring bring the team down but i don't think i think he's just not even in this discussion at all as far as yeah no he's he's not a problem everybody's a as far problem as being right a now. problem yeah yeah, yeah every, literally everybody else is a problem him and justin turner i think yeah. uh, uh you know clayton gets a pass i'm gonna give clayton a pass he's he's had a pretty good start to the year a little bit yeah. rough uh, obviously chicago sucked and colorado sucked but aside from that he's almost been flawless but i mean him jt I have a bit of a, a theory on that i think something to do with day games because both of his losses were during the day so they just shouldn't pitch him during the day anymore and then he'll be perfect again you, you know the biggest problem <laughs> is they pitched him on the anniversary of one of his worst starts of his career uh-huh. I mean, you gotta look for stuff like that man you really got you need look. me on the team for that specific purpose to be like hey 14 years ago this guy did not do well on this day in this day and, you know things like that i think that's a, that's that's a real that, position. Uh, this this week in chicago yeah, it was a uh, Brewers start. I think uh, on the exactly to like, the day on uh-huh. his start, you know, when he pitched only two innings or something like that, or an inning in two thirds or something ridiculous, and gave up a ton of runs. So, you know, there's probably well, nothing there, but there's something there. So uh, Stan Casson needs to create been one of the bright spots. For sure. Oh yeah, hundred oh, yeah. percent. Casson needs to create a new position for you. It's going to be the executive vice president of bullshit numbers. Yeah, yeah. So you Perfect. can just come up with stats. Perfect. You can come up with things. You can look at that. And, and you'll put go. that on my ID badge. Be cool. Hell yeah. Yes. Hell yeah. You can be that guy. The security <laughs> guard's like, uh, what? Uh, we are introducing the new weekly throwback Thursday segment presented by our friends at Vintage Brand. Our friends at Vintage Brands have over 10,000 unique logos of your favorite professional sports teams and colleges and a gift for every sports fan. Dodger shirts, sweaters, sweatshirts, drink, drinkwear, posters. There's canvases, a whole bunch of really cool things we drink out of the koozies if you guys want to be cool like Brooke and I. Um, yeah, you could relive relive all your uh, – <laughs> we'll send you a couple. Uh, relive Dodgers <laughs> championship teams from the past. So sign up over Vintage Brands. Sign up to their, uh, their email, and uh, you can get 40% off your first purchase. But – we're also teaming up today to give away two $50 gift cards to use at Vintage Brands. So sign up to their mailing list. Take a screenshot of that, guys, and uh, send it to us. Either DM, DM you know, Dodgers Nation or me, Real FRG, or him, BrookMe3, or email us at podcast.dodgersnation.com. Send us that screenshot. We're going to pick two people who win $50 promo card code things. 50 bucks. Hey, hey all you got to do is sign up for an email and you get 50 bucks. It's a good call. You so, have any koozies you could get with that? Four hundred. I don't think that's accurate. Not accurate. Right. You can get a lot of koozies. So here, all that, all that done. But again, thanks to our friends at Vintage Brand, vintagebrand.com. Check them out. Last, or this week's question. <laughs> I want to see. Uh, we've all been watching a Dodger baseball for a long time. We've seen different players, different versions of this team. Which Dodger player from the past? And and audience, please do participate. Which Dodger player from the past would you plug into this team right now to fix them? And uh, Brooke, I want you to lead off. Who's your guy? Who's your player? Oh boy, oh, man. There's so Tell many me thoughts on that real quick. Go ahead. <laughs> there's so many different. Well, I mean, you look at it. There's a lot of lacking pieces, right? Okay. There's a lot of lacking pieces. There's a lot of shortcomings. I would plug in 2017 Kenley Jansen into this team. Does Ooh. that count? Am I allowed to do that? Because Specific I think, year? Yes. I think it's That's technically a, a different twist. player. So I would plug in 2017 Kenley Jansen. Can you imagine? That would be beautiful. Yeah. It would be delicious. That's my thought process. I like it. Roach is jumping in at just the right time because Roach is all about throwback players. Roach, who would you throw into this team right now to get them going? Any past Dodger, whoever you want. Uh, Ryan M., this is for you. Gail specifically says Eric Gagne would be sick. Oof, man. Peak Eric Gagne back on this team right now. Oh. I think he could still I think he could still throw a couple good innings. We talked to him recently. He looked, he looked healthy. I think he could, too. Yeah. I think you should give it a try. Roach said Jamie Carroll. (laughs) (laughs) Little Jamie Carroll will help. Gail, who's your player? Who helps this team? Thinking about this, um, one of the first things that came to mind was uh, we were going going back to the uh, 
kind of redefining the leadership on the team and and uh, helping with the transition and the new players coming in and so on, as well as we need a good, we need a we we need a reliable bat. Uh, re, excuse me, a reliable bat off the bench. So I thought that would be a perfect fit to bring back my man David Freeze. Oh, Freezer, you're going Freezer. That's were you a, thinking Chase Utley? I was thinking you were going to go Chase Utley right there. That's well, pretty good I, either I, way. Freezer was a much better up. bat off the bench. Though. They could both play still, probably. I would assume. I, I, I wouldn't turn either one of them away, to be honest with you. You know, <laughs> <laughs> but I, but I, I did think of. I mean, Freeze was a big contributor uh, in 2019, the year that they should have gone further than they did. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> you know, he it wasn't just he wasn't just a pretty face on the bench. He. Uh, he had a lot. He did have a lot of big pinch hits, so, and I, I think he is good for the the clubhouse and the, mm-hmm. the whole. Big I think time. we could use that that more, a little bit more of that that veteran presence, as they say. I, uh, I wouldn't mind. Uh, we need the bat. We need the pinch hits back somehow. We need to find them. We do. We need somebody that can come in off the bench and actually get the job done for the first time in a very long time. Um, Clint, yeah. I, I I wanted to guess yours before before you went. I was gonna hope that you would. I was gonna guess yours, uh-huh. and I, I have to think and I have to assume that in your mind, getting Russell Martin back on this team would get the job done. <laughs> so, my first instinct was yes, Russell Martin, okay. because he's he's perfect in every way. He's never he would, done he anything would, wrong. Ever. He would he would fix no, problems. Like Chris he yeah. would fix problems with with uh, off the bench. Uh, in the clubhouse, in the clubhouse, in the bullpen, because mm-hmm. he's an elite yeah. closer. Yeah. He would pitch. He would. Uh, he has he a would... fine ass, <laughs> which is a very yeah. important thing you need on he a would team. Would force Austin Barnes he... out of the out of the uh, secondary he catching checks, role. He checks all the boxes. Yeah, I and mean, he really does. He's he... Canadian. <laughs> he's Canadian, eh? Jersey's so. <laughs> important things. Uh, but and 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 I feel it's it's cheating I, I would I would find a way to get Tom Lasorda somehow involved and I don't know if we can call it a player but cuz I want to see Tommy just berate Dave for stupid little crap Tom Tommy Lasorda uh, starting third baseman yep perfect Count he's me left, in. He's left-handed. That he doesn't make do any it. sense. He can do it. I know, but not like young Tommy Lasorda. I'm talking old Tommy Lasorda's third base. <laughs> weird little hook hands. Yeah. Talk, about, talk about vintage. Then yeah. <laughs> There's your ultimate there. vintage. There's vintage. That's a throwback. <laughs> the comments are solid uh, depending on, on whether or not you read uh, Jeff's text to me, but uh, the comments are solid. We got Nicole saying Andre Ethier. I like I liked AJ's if we're doing uh, specific players. Uh, he says 09 Manny, who had a 155 OPS plus. Oh, uh, I mean, wait, wouldn't it be 08 <laughs> traded over Manny, though? Yeah, I mean, Manny, he also just kind of ignited the the entire city when he came over. I mean, honestly, it was, same it was, it was UKC could, Blake. What are you talking about? Yeah, yeah no <laughs> kidding. You could argue the same thing for Puig. I mean, when Puig came up, like, yeah. the, the city caught on fire. Like, it was it, like everybody suddenly was a Dodger fan. It was just so exciting. The Dodgers, I mean, they sucked leading up to, to Puig's call up. And then, you know, they go on a crazy run, get to the playoffs, things like that. A lot of different guys you can go with. Jeff Lane says Jackie Robinson. I mean, yeah, you can go that route. Can't go wrong. Yeah, if can't you're, go wrong. See, and there, there's the school of thoughts on this too. There's, there's you're trying to go for a market improvement in one spot, or or you're trying to find somebody that's that that uh, that spark, spark, that glue, that yeah. something because it feels like this team just needs a little change. Jackson says uh, Juan Pierre, and to that I say, why, why. Why Juan Pierre? Dude, isn't it wild? People? Isn't it wild? He stole like sixty-four bases in I think what was it? Oh nine, oh eight, something like that. The game is changing. The game is drastically changing, and I don't think we'll see anything like that. And again. I think he put up like a twenty-eight OPS plus. <laughs> I could also do that uh, if you <laughs> ask me to. Uh, we've definitely seen a few Chase Utley's in here. A few Eric Gagne's. Milton we've seen Bradley. Milton Bradley. Oof. Oof. Oh, man. <laughs> Oof. You have your comedians in the chat. The yeah, you guys are yeah. funny. You yeah. guys are hilarious. Roach, yeah. Roach uh, coming in hot as only Roach would. Yeah. He says Brandon League yeah. and a Scott Vance like Anthony Keene going with the Matt, Ke- Matt Kemp. I would take some vintage Matty Kemp in here because, uh, I mean, we're without Cody Bellinger right now. I could have right easily now. thrown out 10, 10 names. Matt Kemp, Ethier, you know, back in the day. Mm-hmm. Those guys. That was I'm, a big where's time. Where's Tim Wallach? What the hell? Yeah, you have a on, brand. Oh my Gail. god! What's happening? You, you messed up you your brand. <laughs> you know, in in my mind, he's he's uh, he's an expo though. He's not a Dodger. I don't like. I almost forget that he played for the Dodgers. So. He just happened to be here. Yeah, the Expos aren't a real team. Come on now. 
They're not even in the league anymore, Gail. That, that sounds like another podcast entirely. Yeah, Maybe yeah. <laughs> Reasonable. Uh, but no, this this team, this team, I think could could. Uh, I was thinking it, again in my era. You know, the last eight years or so that I've been hardcore. Dave Freeze, David Freeze was the first person that came to mind. I didn't go. I didn't go back decades. Mm-hmm. There's so good many, call. Right? I I kind of got caught in the loop of like who were just my favorite players growing up, mm-hmm. and that was uh, yeah. I was like that's not the question. That's not what we're working with here because I was a big time James Loney fan also growing up. So uh, I was like I I think peak James Loney could have done something, but the James Loney's peak was very it was very peakish. Like it, it was, was a hill. <laughs> it was a hill. Yeah, it, yeah. it wasn't uh, it wasn't long lived <laughs> and it wasn't uh, super impressive. But I did love me some James Loney growing Steven, up. Uh, Steven on Facebook says Kurt Gibson is probably the most uh, correct answer because that dude didn't take guff from nobody. It might have been an angry clubhouse, yeah. but <laughs> all right, Gail. Before well, we let you, need, uh... maybe they need a little bit of that. Oh, one hundred percent, they do. That's what it appears to be missing. Either. To me, this it's a flat. It's a very flat clubhouse. Um, we need angry Mookie. We need Mookie to snap. He's too busy out, you know, doing voiceovers, for video games. Shows, yeah. yeah. By the being way, we G- we did get GQ. really stupid comments already <laughs> about that article. So uh, we love you, Dodgers Nation. You Sorry, never guys. fail. You never fail, Gail. Before we let you go, give us something yes. positive again. Just just do do your best, Gail impression. And give fans <laughs> something to be happy about and positive about. Almost looking at this off day, this Thursday off day, as the hard reset for this team, and they're going to pick it up and and you know run from here. It is a hard reset. It's about the same time of year that they reset in 2018 too, when they were very very bad, and they got swept in Miami. I think yeah. it was rock bottom. It was it was. It was mid-May anyway it was close Mm -hmm. but no I'll just kind of go back to my whole philosophy that I I wrote about a little bit on the weekend because I couldn't sleep so rather than sit on social media after the game and fight with people and 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 just have that negativity just sort of pouring out of the out of social media um Doug our our friend Doug McCain had mentioned something on Twitter about you know this is still the, the this is still the best kind of my favorite kind of entertainment. I'm kind of paraphrasing. I'm like, this is still highly entertaining to me. Like there's nothing I'd rather be doing than watching baseball, watching Dodgers baseball this time last year. I mean, things were, things were, things were, were bleak. May May last year. What were you doing? I wasn't doing nothing last year. (laughs) I was, I was emptying out the Netflix queue and looking for more and (laughs) just like ordering way too much food online. And just, it was just terrible. And we honestly didn't know when we were going to see baseball again. Mm -hmm. Like, and uh, now I just, maybe I just have a little bit of a different perspective on, 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 on the game and what, what it means to have a winning season. I mean, I'm going to keep watching them anyway. Of course, I would always be happier yeah. if they were winning. I'm uh-huh. not going to lie. <laughs> I just like it, it's just so much has happened in the world over the last year that I just think anything we have now, as far as life and a baseball season, is a bonus. So that's kind of my perspective on it. It's like at one point, you know, I, I remember having a conversation with somebody like, I can't even imagine my life without without Dodgers, without baseball. And then for about three three months last year, we lived it, and it was not. Yeah. It was no fun. Yeah. Really, just nothing I'd rather be doing than sitting on my couch on a Saturday night and yelling at yelling at the TV. I mean, it's great. We, you know, these are and these are times we're going to look back on and laugh because if they don't win it all this year, they might next year, and then we'll say, "Oh, remember back in 2021 when they sucked?" And <laughs> that was fun, and we all laughed about it and bonded over it. And you know, that's just kind of my my philosophy on it. I just try not to get too angry about baseball. I figure there's enough in the world to get upset about that. I just choose not to get too uh, too upset about a baseball game. They're still my Dodgers. It's, I'll always love them. It's uh, <laughs> that's the smart way to look at it. That's the smart way to live. Everybody live live through Gail's eyes and realize that we we are blessed to be able to be mad about our team right now because a year ago we yes. couldn't, and we never know when they could be taken away again somehow. So. Uh, just play better, though, guys, because we really can't take this much longer. Please, thanks. <laughs> well, that that would always be the preferable, uh, you know, outcome for sure. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> yeah, no. I'm not going to lie and say that the last three games were extremely painful to watch. I, I mean, I, I couldn't even watch at the end. It's like down to two two outs. They were down to two strikes, I think, each night, or, or 
several times over the last week. They were down to the last strike. Mitch White almost got the win the other night or the save. And anyway, it, it was painful. I but cry. again, that's I'd rather be going through that t- kind of pain at night watching a ball game than staring out into space, hoping that baseball returns someday. <laughs> it's all good. We got Boston Joe Kelly back, guys. We're going to win it. Yeah. You know, Here current, we go. current uh, Boston Red Sox Dodger Joe Kelly. Yep. Yeah. Big time, big time, big time Boston radio personality. <laughs> Gail, he thanks. got the bugs out of his shoulder. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, hope. I mean, he, considering he had no feeling of where the ball was going and was still able to get some, some key outs at different points, maybe knock on, knock on desk. Uh, we got what we signed in the uh, eighteen nineteen off season, but Gail, we appreciate you hanging out with us and and uh, helping us feel fill most of our show when when Brooke and I uh, are are depressed. <laughs> well, it's a good time. Any uh, any time. Hopefully, you won't need a positive uh, correspondent every week this season. But maybe we could reconvene mid season and and laugh about it then but any i'm always happy to come on chat with you guys it's fun yeah we're gonna need help with those trivia uh questions along the way too because vintage brand every week let's go baby that's what we do it but gail thank you i'll I'll pop in soon and do some trivia (laughs) that's gail johnson you guys make sure you find her on the internet tell people where to find you at again in case they don't know which of course they already know my twitter handle is uh at gjoh29 gail and my real name on twitter so i'm easy to find why aren't we'll, you? Uh, You're supposed to be a bot we'll, account. What the hell? We'll be um, we'll be live, not live streaming, but the Twitter cast. I'll be doing the Twitter Friday. cast tomorrow night from Dodgers <laughs> Nation. So stay tuned. There it is. Thanks again, Gail. We'll catch Thanks, you guys. on the internet. Bye, Gail. Bye. All right, guys. We have uh, we have a lot more uh, uh, comments in here of people giving us the fix to the team. Do you want to find the best of them? Uh, I, I just saw people really excited that Joe Kelly's back all of a sudden, so that's good. Uh, Richard Ramos said Rich Hill, and uh, you know, I, I we love us some Rich Hill. Really appreciate him. Really love him. Super fiery dude. I think uh, in terms of raw talent, I don't know if necessarily the talent would necessarily <laughs> be an, make a great impact on the team. However. Definitely the personality, definitely the uh, veteran presence, if that's what you're looking for, Mm -hmm. as if we don't have enough veteran presence in the clubhouse. There are a number of uh, veterans on there. Going back a little bit in the comments, I wanted to make sure I read it. Jeff, uh, our boy Jeff Snyder said, uh, Tommy could be the third base coach and fire up from there or spark from there, but I don't know. I can't lose Dino. Yeah. Uh, Dino should not have sent JT the other night. Uh, This is is the, the Clayton McCullough curse. Maybe, yeah, I don't know. We miss George we Lombard. Miss George Lombard too much. Um, Think of the. Can, can you, you imagine? Change, can you imagine Dave out there with a helmet on? <laughs> I could. I, I did. We saw him with the damn pa- Padres. Well, yeah. I mean, just like now. Like yeah. Now, no, now, now what we know be, of him, like I just could not see it. I would love to see him out there with a double flap. <laughs> you know, just full helmet, full protective gear out there. Oh God, it'd be. Uh... You remember, you remember when when Larry Boa was real mad about having to go to the hard hat? Yeah, yeah, good times, good, good times. Good classic throwback. Whew, man, teams. But boom, Tommy Lasorda, first base coach. Uh, we're gonna make that happen. He can do it. He there's still there's still some fire in him. You know he's still pissed off uh, from beyond the grave because that's his Tommy. He's still watching. <laughs> he doesn't care Never about this mortal coil. <laughs> he's here to watch Dodger baseball because that's what Tom Lasorda does. Uh, <laughs> Jeff said, "Did Dino give JT the run real slow sign?" Uh, yeah, I think uh, I gave him the yellow light. No, <laughs> uh, thirty-six revolutions around the sun gave him gave him that. Uh, I, I heard run it, real slow. I heard sign. his hamstring squeaking from here. Uh, <laughs> it was uh, my legs started to hurt watching him run a little bit. So I feel for the guy. He, I think he was trucking towards third. Like no way, Dino sending me. And then Dino sent him, and he's like, "Oh God." <laughs> Jeff also said the uh, very specific dates. Uh, he wants a June 10 through 14, 2005 version of He Stop Choi, oh, which is good. He times. went on that tear. I think I was at the the three home run game. Great time. He Stop Choi. Yeah. See how I left you silent? I, I just yeah. wanted to sit. So now in you that. feel real I awkward. admire in that for a little while. <laughs> good times. All right. Moving on. What else do you want to complain about before, uh, before we talk uh, about. Albert Pujols, because I want to talk about Albert Pujols. I've That's seen the comments. All we're going to do is talk about Albert Pujols. No, 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 no. Like, uh, I mean, there's more stuff. There's more stuff. I mean, we got a whole like B block of things. Or if yeah. there's anything you want to talk about particularly, me specifically. I mean, uh, look, there's 
I don't feel comfortable like trashing players. I don't really feel comfortable going <laughs> unless after, they're Edwin Rios. Unless they're Edwin Rios, yeah. I don't really care about that. I don't. I don't love doing that. I mean, I'm a Dodger fan through and through, and I think that you have a right to be upset and angry and frustrated with a specific player or a team as a whole. I don't. You know, either way, I'm not going to tell you how to fan. You be your own fan. I don't really like to go after players particularly. There is a problem with Corey Seager, and it's it's something that's at least worth addressing. And I think that. I don't know how I feel moving forward with him. And, and I obviously love him. I think he should be a part of the team's plans moving in the future. But I don't know if that's necessarily long-term at shortstop. And I just think that any way you look at it, he's not your future shortstop. And if you guys let me know in the comments if you agree with me, if you disagree with me. But I think we're having a different conversation now than we were a couple of months ago coming off of a World Series MVP, Championship Series MVP, coming off of just yes. a great year altogether where he could have won the actual MVP itself. So when you're looking at that and you're starting to examine the long-term future beyond 2021, and I know right now it's super difficult to think beyond 2021 because we suck right now. Mm-hmm. Um, is that the guy that you want at shortstop for the next seven to eight to nine years or whatever it ends up being because you know he's going to probably get a pretty good contract whatever wherever he goes honestly oh, man it pains me to say but i think uh there's been i don't know if we've the honeymoon was kind of over and i don't know if there was ever a honeymoon but there is there's definitely i keep going with market but uh there there's there's a strong difference between whatever this Corey is and Corey yeah. that we've seen in the past the, the thing is though he's never been a He's never been a he's good defender. He's he not has never defender. been there. No. 2017 was an outlier. That's not something that's ever going to happen again in his career. I think positioning helped him out a lot during that year. And it's kind of working against <laughs> him now a little he bit. He had a partially torn elbow that year. He actually did, yeah. I mean, you're looking at everything that's associated with it. it, it he's never been a good defender. Mm-hmm. But now it's being highlighted by the fact that we're losing games. Maybe if we're not losing games, we're not having this conversation. And I'm sure that that's just who I mean, we are. That's just what we do as Dodger fans. But... It's the fact that he has been a big part of those losses and not necessarily with his bat, like his bat struggled here and there. And Mm -hmm. I understand that it's going to happen with him. I think he's more of a streaky hitter, but you're looking at the defense that's legitimately causing him question, causing losses. It has, it has caused losses so far. I mean, look at his defensive runs safe. It's probably around negative five. Now I haven't checked it recently, but it's probably pretty damn low and pretty bad for not that far into the season. Um, And as Jeff points out, defense is, it's always been, a question with Corey, like from the beginning. Um, but I mean, when you're crushing the ball, when you're tearing the cover off of it, you, no one's going to, no one's going to bring that up. That's yeah. not going to be an issue. That's not going to be something that everybody looks at and goes, but I did see yesterday MLB posted on their Instagram account, a couple of shortstops just making plays. Cause it was just a good day for shortstops. And I was looking at that and I was like, there's no way Corey makes any of those plays. Not one of them. Not one. I mean, you look at the, the stab, it, it, it did, it did look like he was, Trying a little bit harder on uh, on Wednesday night's game. I don't know if that was just uh, eyewash or or me uh, my eyes hoping to see something different. But he was making some decent stabs and making some different. He looked better with the glove, but then he made one that was probably out of this current version of Corey's range. And then you know he made the turn, threw it away, and you know the Dave, arm. Dave couldn't even you know. <laughs> call him out on that or whatever he, i mean it's not dave and it's not his right to say oh yeah my shortstop sucks but it's like yeah well this is this is one good one good uh, he made half a good play or whatever yeah he's like, just I, what he did he's like yeah it was a tough play yeah it was a really good play on that and just couldn't you know just couldn't get it out in time and and you know threw it away and i'm like dude the, <laughs> it was a bad play like i don't care how you look at it if you don't complete the play it's a bad play obviously you know there's a lot that goes into that the ball was technically hit right at him, so I won't point that out so much. It, it is something that concerns me for the near near future, but also long term, because I think that the Dodgers do want to work on an extension with him. I, I have mm-hmm. to believe that. I do not think that he is a shortstop. It doesn't matter for any team. It doesn't. Even, I'm not even necessarily yeah, talking about the Dodgers now. I don't think that he's a shortstop long term. I don't think he's a shortstop, honestly, short term. And if he's unwilling, uh, very you know, vocal about being unwilling to move. That's uh, you don't want to create that problem down the road where you need to move him and he's in your clubhouse. He's being grumpy. He doesn't want to go play third. You don't want that that Machado type who demanded to play shortstop before coming to L.A. and all that kind of like, stuff. And, third, and he's like, okay, yeah. But keep in mind, hey, you're a really good third baseman, dude. Uh, but I don't know. I've always kind of looked at uh, 
I've always hoped, I've looked at Corey as a shortstop, always hope he can be that. But I think we're kind of learning he might not be that and definitely not long-term. Gavin has made some plays at short, by the way. He has made some and, plays. And I look at that, and in my mind, Gavin's not a future shortstop. I think in the minds of like pretty much everybody in baseball, he's not a future shortstop, and I still stand by that. But, I mean, if he's if he's making plays that's better than Corey, you look at some of the plays that Gavin's made, and you're like, oh, I don't think Corey could have, I don't think he could have turned that. I don't think he could have made that play. That's when you know you have an issue because a lot of scouts, a lot of people in MLB don't view him as, view Gavin as a shortstop. They view him as a second baseman, and I think that's where he'll end up, but that's when you know you have a problem. When you would rather have Chris Taylor there at shortstop on the defensive side, that's yeah. a problem. Yeah. Corey Seager, first, uh, future first baseman. Let's go. It's tall. I mean, he's tall. Yeah, Works. you know, I've, well, I've talked about third base for a long time. People argue that he doesn't have the arm for it, and I, that's something that I've argued for years. Many he definitely. definitely doesn't have the arm for shortstop. I'll tell you that because if he has to make one step to his right, he's not getting anybody. That's an issue, man. I mean, that is an issue long term. I think that's something that the the Dodgers are going to struggle with. I think Andrew Friedman's smarter than we are, obviously. Uh, fake news. So he'll get it figured out. He'll get that squared away. Um, yeah, uh, it, it's going to be a really interesting conversation when it comes to his free agency because he is not going to sign a contract this year. I think uh, it, it, it's just part of this black cloud that's following the team right Big now. Time. Everybody is almost playing at their worst. We're not seeing the version of of the team that we saw, you know, come back in the the NLCS last year where they played just stellar, perfect immaculate baseball and beyond that you know the, the plays Mookie made the plays uh, Cody made and all these these type of plays the the effort that the JT was putting out I mean he's still putting out that effort because you know it's just an F Turner but it's not the it's not the same brand of Dodger baseball right now it's very very different and I don't know if they're playing for the long run I don't know if it's that World Series hangover type of thing they just don't look good and which making it worse? Sure, we'll acknowledge the fact that we haven't yet. Uh, you know, there's a lot of injuries, or I think we have, but it's a lot of injuries that are putting people in positions they shouldn't be in. Right. That are hurting us pretty badly. Right. Which is why we've lost a few of these. Again, we. I'm saying we for the bad things. Why they've we. lost the some some um, extra inning games that they one shouldn't even been in, and two they shouldn't lose uh, shouldn't be losing those games. But when you have to go to somebody like Garrett Clevenger because. X, Y, and Z aren't available. X, Y, and Z being, I don't know, a, a David Price or a uh, Scott Alexander, as it turns out, <laughs> who wasn't available, even though Dave said he was available uh, before the game and everything's fine and everything's a peachy hunky-dory. I think Dave's a liar. I think Dave doesn't <laughs> often know what's happening, to be honest with you. <laughs> have you noticed that we are, I'm oh, going to turn have. at you, so this really means serious business. Mm-hmm. He noticed there's a lot more... Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. There's a lot of I don't knows out of Dave Roberts' mouth there, this year. Yeah, there does, there does seem to be this year. Um, it takes a couple, gen- couple pause to count them. Gen- generally speaking, he knows what's going on with every player on a year-to-year basis, uh, but it seems like this year more and more and we're involved in the press conferences. You can almost kind of predict, like, oh, he's not going to know the answer to that. And mm-hmm. then he doesn't. And you're like, oh, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Might be more hands involved. There might be more people now. Um, I don't know what their staff looks like. I don't even know like what their on-field staff looks like on a day-to-day basis anymore because there's just so many new faces that I don't know. Yeah. Um, so it could play a role in it somehow. But also, sometimes it's just funny sometimes when I'm like, "Hey, uh, you know, is it, is Bruce Dar okay?" And he's like, "I don't know." And you're like, "What?" Dave, it seems like you should did you, know that. Did you of check your on him? And he's like, "Well, Mark Mark Pryor's checking on him." I'm like, "Oh, so the pitching coach only checks on him?" Okay, got it. So the manager doesn't care. Understood. And that's not necessarily the case. It's just you know, it's just odd how it's worked out that way this year. Again, highlighted by the fact that this sucks and we're losing. At least we really just really know how we feel. Paul Vaughn right said, now. "Would you sign Javi Baez?" Paul Vaughn, I would not sign Javi Baez. No, personally, I don't, I don't like speaking. I don't like Javi Baez. Just saying. I don't think he's a good player. Just saying. All right. This is the the final bit because uh, I want to go home. Albert Pujols was released today by the Anaheim Angels of Anaheim. Uh, 41-year-old old Albie, he, uh, he don't play baseball no good no more. Me neither. But uh, what were your initial reactions uh, to seeing that and... Where are you at in in seeing the people that are saying that the Dodgers should go and get him? I'll start on that. I will say I thought that was a joke. I didn't. I didn't think people were being serious about that. Oof. I don't really know what you want to do with a a forty one year old man who expired seven years ago. 
I just, you know, I think people were like, well, he's not worse than Edwin Rios. And I'm like, yeah, you gotta, you're right about that right now. I think long, I think throughout the course of the season, Edwin definitely has a better season than, than Albert Pools potentially would have had. I, I will say I that. Like that. I definitely think potentially. Yeah. Um, really sticking I, to his guns here, guys. I, look, man, he's 41 years old. His, his body's made of like plastic and metal now. I'm pretty sure he's part robot. He's he's just hasn't been good for a very long time. And I love Albert, and I think he's a great personality. I think he's a good dude. I think the Angels <laughs> really did him dirty, in my mind. Really did the dude dirty. But also, I don't know what went on behind the scenes. I don't know what was asked of him specifically. <laughs> And so I can't necessarily comment on that side of it, but I also hate the Angels, and I know they make really bad decisions and treat players very poorly. Yes. So on that end, I'm like, all right, well, they just screwed him because they, they suck. But it also makes me say, like, oh, he's not retiring then because they would have given him the chance to retire. If he yeah. announces his retirement tomorrow, F the Angels, dude. F the Angels. They are the worst. All right. Uh, yeah. they Anaheim does not do anything uh, right. by the books, by right by their players. Uh, so yeah, Anaheim definitely screwed it up. However, if they're trying to win, that dude is not helping you win ball. No, games no, anymore. not at all. And I, I would agree with that. And, I, and, think, I, I mean, think so mu- now because you owe this guy a bunch of money, you're beholden to have him taking up space on your roster, and and it's, and he's going to complain about not starting, even though he's betting a buck ninety five, and he can't dig a ball for the effing life of him anymore. It's not necessarily that to me. In my mind, it's more of like I give him the opportunity to leave with grace, and maybe they did, and I, and I'm not giving him the opportunity for that, and I'm not giving them the uh, the benefit of the doubt here. But he's a future Hall of Famer. He's a dude that you signed to a massive contract he's a dude who has received a lot of fan ridicule for a contract that let's be honest he was never going to live up to that contract from the moment he signed that contract it was like there's no way you want him to play at age 41 and make 30 million dollars there's no way he's going to live up to that because when he was leaving st louis he was old and he was on a steep decline a steep decline every like all across his game even though he still hit like 295 40 and 99 uh, ribbies or something like that that and that was a steep decline for for him that uh, version of Albert Pujols. I think you this. forget that like prime Albert Pujols was. I mean, there was you couldn't pitch around him. You couldn't pitch to him. You were screwed. Like he was just a, a oh, yeah. machine. He was the machine. <laughs> he was literally the machine. La Machina. Now uh, a very bad player. He his body gives out on him. That's what happens. Your body doesn't do what it used to do, and. You know, just because you do sign that contract, and I'm never going to like defend the Angels on anything. I'm just looking at it as a baseball club. The Angels are in a in a precarious spot, particularly because they have Otani, that who's a pitcher, but also a very premium bat in their lineup, and he can't play anywhere but DH. Albert Pujols is a DH. Well, if you want Otani, your best hitter, your second best hitter in the lineup, oh, you got to play Pujols at first, and again. He can't get to anything anymore, and they don't have Andrelton Simmons anymore. They have a much, they have a steep downgrade at shortstop with uh, Iglesias, uh, Jose, or whatever his name is. I forget his uh, his first name, but he doesn't get the ball right to the chest like Simmons did. This so because I've watched I've watched a few Angel games and I've seen just balls go right over Pujols' glove trying to get the dig. So you're you're. <laughs> He wants to play. They need to open it up. If they're trying to have a chance to win some ball games, if they're like third or second place in the AL West right now, they need to try to figure out how to win some ball games, and it's not going to happen with Albert Pujols. So now they're going to move Jared Walsh to first. It's a better spot for him. It opens up more. They'll probably get Joe Adele up there. Thank you for hanging out for Angels Talk with us, by the way. But there's more opportunity to win ball games, and um, that was not going to happen with Albert Pujols on the team. I don't know how you do it better, <laughs> like how you make him, how you make it look better. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he wants to keep playing baseball, and and uh, for Anaheim it wasn't the best move. All of that, don't, definitely don't want him on the Dodgers. <laughs> Just wanted to throw that out there. Just saying. Those were many letters and words that I said. We're proud of you for that, and we appreciate you for that. If he decides to retire tomorrow, the Angels. I mean, you, you gotta, you gotta, they gotta really throw him under the bus here because I mean, future. He's a first ballot Hall of Famer. Oh yeah, no doubt about that. He was so. a first ballot Hall of Famer coming off like, of twenty eleven. Yeah, like <laughs> a long time ago. 
Oh man, baseball getting just getting old. In we're not we're not Sucks. signing Albert Pujols, by the way. We're yeah. not signing Albert Pujols. Anyways, uh, that, that was our Albert Pujols stuff. That was Angels talk for this the is, uh, Albert Pujols Nation. I mean, I guess we could talk about Anaheim a little bit. I mean, I would have preferred they not do it before we play them because now they're a little bit better. They're a little bit better now. I will say that they are going to be much better next year. Much better next they, year. If they finally sign any pitching. We got $30 million off the books. Uh, I think I think you kind of got to be better. I don't know who they're going to get. I don't know who they're going to go out. The course here. They're going to get course here. There he is. <laughs> uh, said Loner says the office should have talked to Pujols. Oh, I thought he said taken. Uh, I read it as taking him to lunch, which is funny to me. But yeah, they definitely should have talking, the talked to Pujols before the whole benching thing. Yeah, but if you guys haven't yeah. heard the full story, it's it's pretty ugly. He was in the lineup. Front office said no. Take him and out. Over, uh, Artie Moreno doing vintage Artie Moreno stuff. He overrode the manager. And uh, managers don't like that, particularly those of the uh, ilk of Joe Madden. Anyways, that's about enough Angel Talk. Guys, thanks for watching. You can find us on the internet at DodgersNation.com. Subscribe to Blue Heaven. We're on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Play, Switch Radio Player FM, uh, Pandora, everywhere your podcasts are available for free to listen to. We live there. Subscribe to us, YouTube.com slash DodgersNationTV. Also, episode 200 is coming up pretty soon. You guys let us know what you want us to do. Yeah, do that because uh, we don't have any good ideas. Ever. I've saw anything about nothing ever. Well, cocaine and blow. And those are the same guys. The same, the same, same person. All right, just show. do the thing. Guys, I'm at BrokeMe3. This guy over here is at RealFRG. We're both on Twitter and Instagram. We're at Dodgers Nation on Instagram, at Official Dodgers Nation. Oh, no, wait. I messed that up. We're at Dodgers Nation on Twitter, at Official Dodgers Nation on Instagram. You think I'd do this 200 times a year or, or lifetime or whatever? I don't even know where we are. Thank you guys for your questions. Thank you for your comments. Thank you for uh, Albert Pujols. I, I, don't, I don't know. Good luck to the Dodgers. Please don't lose more games. Please, for the love of God. We will win again, I promise. Don't don't hold me to it. We'll see you on Monday.